Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So am I to understand that our long local national nightmare, which is contradictory, is over? The Bucks have chosen a starting quarterback and wait for it. Dun, dun, dun. It's Baker Mayfield. Whew. Who saw that coming, Steve? Except everybody. Yeah, well, he's now what? Officially the second quarterback to replace Tom Brady on the team, right? Wasn't it? Um, would Cam Newton replace? Or was oh, it Mac that's Jones? right. No, it would have been. Uh, I think you're right. It would have been Cam Newton, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't even think about that in the, in all the stories I wrote. I don't <laughs> think Tom Brady's name should came up. Probably should have. Um, but you know, the, the whole, listen, the whole weekend was botched, right? Like it just, it, it, from, from Saturday when, you know, they, they started Kyle Trask and he ended up playing the whole first half and John Wolford went in and got hurt with a minute to go in the third quarter and then went back to Trask. We all, we knew before that, but it, if there was ever confirmation, right? When you believe the audio or the video, believe the video, there it was. And then for two days, it became this non-denial denial of oh no we're you know still a contest and uh you know the offensive line and one guy was more warmed up well finally i guess according to todd bowles they got to uh tuesday's practice and they had been off a couple of days and first bowles went over to trash to tell him that well he lost uh and then and then he uh informed baker that he had informed trash that he lost and that baker was indeed the starter and Literally, n- nobody was surprised. Um, and this is the right decision, too, by the way, because for the practices I watched, for the games that I watched, no question Kyle Trask has gotten better. Uh, I don't think he had anywhere to go, quite frankly, but up. And he did. He's put in the work. He's changed his body. This is not an offense. No matter what they say, it's not suited for him. Um, but he's managed to, you know, to, to navigate this thing and be more accurate and throw on the run and all those things you have to do. Um, but he's not Baker Mayfield, and he couldn't be because he doesn't have all the years of experience that Mayfield has playing the position uh, as a starting quarterback in Cleveland and Carolina and even with the Rams. And so they finally got to the point, and thank God, not a minute too soon, that they decided on Tuesday they'd announce it. Now, if they had announced it, it would have been difficult to stand up there and deny it one more day, and that is because when we went to practice, if you know anything, if you've watched any practices, you knew that Baker was taking 95% of the first team reps. In fact, you know, up until now, there were no fans out there, and training camp is kind of over in a way. Um, there's one more preseason game, but they had been doing sort of read and react stuff all training camp. In other words, they weren't scripted on both sides of the ball. So the quarterback would have a play to call, and then he'd have to adjust, and the defense have to adjust to that and so on and so forth. So they're kind of managing it like a real game. Well, in this practice, they were going off cards, which means, you know, you had a scout team defense if it was the offensive period, and the scout team was simulating somebody. It, it could be the Baltimore Ravens that they're going to play on Saturday, or maybe it's the Minnesota Vikings. I don't know which. 
but they were preparing as if it was a game. It was simulating a game, what would be a game Wednesday, if you will, because um, they're playing on Saturday, not Sunday. And so Baker took all the reps. And when it was the defensive period and, and the offense was going off cards to simulate the opponent's offense, Kyle Trask was running it. So it would have been really hard for Todd Bowles with a straight face, although he does keep a straight face, to go up there and say, we're just, you know, taking turns. And, and that wasn't what was happening. So he was asked uh, some banal question uh, about the quarterbacks, and he just said, Baker's our starting quarterback, and Kyle is number two. And there it was, right, finally, um, resolution of something that probably should have been resolved a while ago. Um, no real reason other than the fact that Baker is more prepared to win. And at the end of the day, winning is what this business is. I'm sorry. It's show, you know, show business, not show friends. And so he said, you know, there's a lot that goes into it and all the mini camps and training camps and love everything Kyle has done. He's gotten leaps and bounds better and a great spring and better. And we're excited for him, but Baker's our guy right now, experience wise, understands the playbook better. You know, we like, we like where we're at. Well, where they're at is they're a couple of weeks away from going to Minnesota and starting a season. The first month is really brutal in terms of its opponents and the way it lays out. And so they're going to go with the experienced guy and the guy who's, you know, getting the ball out of his hands a little faster, throws off platform better, um, has a little more mobility, you know, everything's bootlegs, rollouts, you know, all that stuff. Uh, and, and not for nothing, he doesn't lack in confidence, you know, and I'm, I don't know what Trask or how he would react to a real regular season game that he's never really played in other than nine attempts. But when you go to Minnesota on that first Sunday and they start doing the skull chant and they're in that USA, you know, bank arena, whatever it is, this gorgeous uh, dome, glass dome stadium and the walls are shaking you better have been in in the in the fire before because it's it's a lot of nerves and you know Baker Mayfield is is the right guy cuz he's he's been in those environments you know he's he's played in in those arenas and you know whether it's been Pittsburgh or he's won a playoff game uh against the Steelers he's done some stuff and he started some opening days as well um so at least you know he's he's kind of been through it, and that that should be his advantage over Trask. And so now they've got some what two three weeks, two and a half three weeks to uh, to prepare him for that. And you know all the facade is over. You can you can run him out there with the starting offensive line, which he will do on Saturday night. Baker's going to start the game, may play a half. Um, they've got to get you know some playing time for all their all their starters that have been inactive really in a sense for the first two preseason games and get some continuity on the offensive line. And, you know, then Trask will come in and finish up. And um, I'm not sure, you know, exactly if Wolford's going to play or not. He was out there, uh, you know, on Tuesday, uh, no worse for the wear. He sprained his neck, but he didn't practice. But yet he, he seems to have passed all the tests. He was able to fly home with the team and all of that. Um, so they'll probably have use of him perhaps on Saturday too, if they need him. So that's it. So it's Baker Mayfield react to me. Well, let's see. <laughs> what, what day did he sign? When did he March sign in the office? March, you know, 18, 19, 20, whatever. So we've known since then he was the starter. Yeah. yeah. I'm guessing Todd Bowles and Dave Canales knew since then he was the starter or at well, least, or at least, 
I mean, they, if they had to handicap it, they probably felt he had a pretty good chance. I think chance. it was Kyle Trask had to blow the, the doors off everything. Mm-hmm. And Baker mm-hmm. would have had to play pretty poorly in the preseason. Yeah, agreed. Because you and I both agree that Todd Bowles is, I don't know if his job's on the line this season. Oh, no, his seat but is it hot. Could be. It, it's, yeah, yeah, his seat it's, is hot. The seat is warm. Mm-hmm. And you're going to go with the veteran quarterback. Sure. You know, you're going to go with the guy that shouldn't get rattled at Minnesota if if things start going downhill. That, you know, as you said, has seen some stuff. He's been through stuff. Yeah, a lot of it. Played in playoff games. Played in, yeah. you know, his one playoff game for the Browns of all teams. Yeah. Been booed. Been yes. lost. Won. Lost. Uh, you know, um, injured. Play hurt. Mm-hmm. All that stuff. Yep. So, you know? I, I mean, I, look, in, in Saturday night after the game, I get not announcing it there, especially if you haven't talked to the players yet. Well, I don't think they had. Yeah. That's correct. And, and so, you know, there was no way he was going to announce it Saturday night after the game. Right. You know, so had a couple of days off. You couldn't really say anything until Tuesday at that point. And so it, it came at the natural time. And, and look, even when they went to camp and they said it was a competition, we all said, okay, they'll no, announce no, it after the second after the second preseason game. It didn't happen that said. night because you didn't talk to the players yet. You're going to the right. podium five minutes after the game and yeah, yeah. you're dealing with everything. So, you know, you hadn't told them yet. You didn't sit down with them and talk to them. Even so though even though what he had done clearly indicated that, that, that they were protecting their starter. Because mm-hmm. if you weren't going to put Baker out there behind, quote-unquote, that offensive line, but you were perfectly fine with putting Trask out there, then that told you you were trying to protect your starter, which was Baker. You know, stuff they wouldn't admit. So you hadn't told the players yet. So, you know, and even though you're, everything in that game told you that, you know, you weren't going to announce it. I mean, they, you see this in, in every sport. You know, well, what's the update on this player? Oh, I don't have an update right now. I haven't asked yet, even if they know. I mean, yeah. you know, Todd Bowles and Dave Canales walked off that field knowing Baker Mayfield was a starter. They may have went into the game knowing Baker they Mayfield was They probably walked onto the field knowing, yeah. yeah. But they hadn't told them. They hadn't gone through, you know, their plan and hadn't executed it, so you waited for it. So this preseason played out exactly how we thought it would. Each quarterback mm-hmm. would start a game. And then mm-hmm. after that, they would announce that Baker Mayfield was the starting quarterback. Yeah. You know what I liked about uh, Baker's – I liked a lot of things about his press conference. Mm-hmm. They, they gave them to us after after the you know, Bulls had left. And um, we got to see the swag. You know, up till now, he's kind of been, oh, well, you know, just trying to learn the offense. You know, mm-hmm. everything's great in the quarterback room. You know, we're – and, you know, we're just trying to help each other. There's no animosity, you know, I'm not afraid of competition, all the, all the all the things, the banal things you would expect him to say. When he went up there uh, on Tuesday after he had been obviously announced as the starting quarterback, mm-hmm. uh, I think somebody got around to saying, Are you, were you surprised? Or is anything surprise you about, you know, the decision being now or whatever? He goes, no, I expect, it, I expect to be the starter. I know how talented I am. I know what type of leader I am. Now it's time for the real thing. We're about to have real games. Everybody's excited here, you know. Mm-hmm. And he does. He said, I, "I don't take it for granted," you know. Um, and it's just he goes, "I'm one of 32 guys who can say they're a starting quarterback in the NFL." Think about that. There's only 32 of these jobs in the world, and believe me, from Jameis Winston all across this league, there are guys dying to get this job again if they haven't already had it. And then many, many others trying to get it for the first time. 
Um, this is as competitive uh, a league as there is in, uh, in sport, and quarterback is one of the most difficult positions to play. Um, so, so Baker Mayfield, after all he has been through, um, you know, undersized walk on Texas Tech, walk on Oklahoma, first round pick uh, of the Cleveland Browns, worst team in the league, five head coaches, six coordinators. You know, wins a playoff game, gets hurt, busts up his shoulder, loses his job, traded at last minute to Carolina, gets the starting job, gets hurt, loses his coach, losing his top running back and receiver, ends up getting on waivers to Rams, plays in in two and a half days, uh, wins the game, plays five games, you know, comes to all the things that have gone on, and he's still standing, man, Elton John, to quote Elton John, uh, he still has that status as one of those 32 starters in the league. And he said, it's a special honor. Like I'm, I'm living out a dream. Um, but now is not the time to be satisfied. You know, we got, now we got to push through and, and, uh, you know, you don't take it for granted because this is not guaranteed to anybody. Um, but you know what? He went out there and he won the job and he's always won the job. Now this might be, I think his last best chance because if it doesn't work, and there's good reason to think they won't be a huge success this year. But if it doesn't work, if he doesn't play well, I don't know that anybody's signing him to say, come on in and compete for a starting job. I mean, the reason he picked Tampa was that's probably the the only place that had an opening that was willing to give him a shot to be a starter. Everywhere else, and, you know, Todd Munkin loves him, had him in Cleveland, wanted him in Baltimore because Lamar Jackson was holding out. And besides that, he just likes the guy. But that job was for a number two. It wasn't for a number one. And he wanted a chance to compete, so he got it here. He won the job. Um, but he is still one of those 32. And now now he can now he can make this team his own, right? Now the, what I know about Baker Mayfield is players love playing with him uh, and, and they will follow him. I mean, you saw it in Emily Arena. It's like the Pied Piper walking around his trail of veteran guys behind him, right? Kristen Wirfs and... All these guys following him, he'd been here all of a week. But now he can use that confidence and that moxie, as as Todd Bowles called early on, to say, hey, we're not taking bleep from anybody. Uh, we're the underdogs. I'm an underdog. And we're going to go out here and fight everybody tooth and nail. And And now you'll start to see, you know, Baker can sort of impose his personality on the offense and see if these guys respond to it. So th- that's what's going to be interesting to me is these next couple weeks, and we won't see it probably Saturday. Maybe we'll see a little bit of it. But as they prepare for these games and start playing these games, you'll see the fight, right? You'll, you'll see the competitiveness. And, and, yeah, they've been competing in training camp and, and had, you know, Baker's had four series in, in, in the preseason and that's it. There's just not a lot you can do. But now, now it's his guys. Now these guys are going to follow him. They're going to take on his sort of underdog personality. It's going to be fun to watch. All right, so that's not all Baker had to say. We're going to get into this legal action he has against a firm run by his father and his brother. I'll tell you what that's all about here in just a second. But first, I want to tell you guys that you know already it's hurricane season in Florida. And the good news is is that you can keep the power on without breaking the bank. And that's with solar battery backup power. There's no fuel cost to run it. No loud generator noise, no annual maintenance cost. And May Electric Solar, sponsors of this podcast, offers a 15-year warranty on their solar battery backup. Plus, 
Solar battery backup saves you hundreds of dollars each month. If you lose power, a generator can cost over $2,000 a week to run. Solar battery backup systems qualify for a 30% tax credit for new systems or for adding a battery to your existing in-phase solar system. Trust the pros in solar to learn more about May Electric Solar Battery Backup or to get started, call 727-819-2862 or visit mayelectricsolar.com. All right, Steve, I don't know what it is about Bucks quarterbacks of late, but it seems like now um, when they start the season, there's some personal crisis that's unresolved with their family, and, and that's how we begin. <laughs> On Saturday, this was right before the game or as the game was starting, um, there was uh, a report out of Austin, Texas, that Baker and Emily Mayfield had filed a petition in district court down there requesting information regarding the possible misappropriation of, yikes, $12 million of theirs by a firm where some family members work. And that petition was filed down there in Travis County in Texas against uh, a number of defendants, including Capital Camwood Capital Management and Camwood Ventures. Uh, yeah, Mayfield's father, James, is the founder and senior managing director of Camwood Capital. And his brother, Matt, is the managing director. Managing director, And according to the website, Matt Mayfield oversees all investments at their venture capital division. Well, guess whose investments Baker Mayfield wants to know about right now? That's right, the $12 million dollars. Um, that they are asking, uh, in fact, demanding um, some accountability for where it's at. And, and they're even allowing that, you know what, um, we don't know where the money is, whether it's been properly invested, stolen, misappropriated, or something in between. That indicates a really, really sort of tough family situation or dynamic that's going on that's not good. Um, to say the very least. And so we got to the end of the press conference. I felt bad having to do it because here's a guy that's getting up there, you know, basically celebrating the fact that he's won a starting job. But it's the only access we had, and he did file the law, the law, legal action. Um, so he answered the question, and um, in a sense, I asked him, you know, what was going on and, and the family dynamic or whatnot. And he just said, I'll say this. It's been a long time coming for that. I'm not going to comment on any details, but yeah, I've been dealing with that stuff for years now. So mentally, I'm in a much better headspace, so we're ready to roll. So he addressed the fact that, like, this is not going to slow me down. I'm actually in a, a pretty good place with this. But this, this legal action, this has been a long time in the, in the works here. It, it's just, it sounds awful, right? Like, it, you just hate, because Baker Mayfield, I think I looked up his earnings after this year. If he, may, he'll make the, if he makes the $4 million, which is guaranteed if he's on the roster, um, he will have made some over $40 million. Well, that's so much money you think it's impossible to lose it all, except when you realize that you know, taxes could take half of that, not Texas, but taxes could take half of that. Um, and then you know, $12 million of that, if, if, if that's gone, man, like that's just tragic to even think about. But you know, he's got more on his mind than football, as as do most players. We just don't, you know, it's not as public sometimes, just sort of like with, with Brady. Everything he did was, you know, on TMZ or the New York Post or someplace. Um, not the case just yet with Baker. But this thing um, is one that just happened by his action, by his attorney's actions. Um, and 
It's very public because of who he is. And it involves family members, which is which is just really disheartening to me. That's why it's always hard to invest or trust family in that regard. Yeah. You just, I yeah. mean, if you're going to do that, you better trust them. Right. Well, he clearly trusted and, and, them. Yeah. But unfortunately, that trust uh, has eroded to the point where, you know, where would you have to get and how frustrated would you have to be to have lawyers petition a district court for, for some answers if you couldn't get them from your own father and your brother? I just I feel for him because – um, you know, these guys, their careers are not that long. And um, everybody said, well, you make millions of dollars. Well, yeah. And then, you know, you, you have to move four or five times in your career and you have to, um, you know, obviously he's been trying to help out in some situations with his family and whatnot. So I, I think it's difficult. I feel for him. I feel for his wife and I hope they get this resolved, but it's a tough way to start you know, start a new season with a new team is, yeah, and there's this other thing going on with my family that I've had to file some kind of civil action to try to try to find out whether or not they're they're ripping me off. I just, anyway, he uh, he addressed it and he addressed it probably for the last time, and and we'll see where the, where it all goes now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay, so... Wonder Franco. <sighs> well, as expected, placed on administrative leave by baseball in the union, which means he is not on the team. Now he's under kind of MLB control. He's still paid. This is not disciplinary, and this is collectively bargained with the union and Major League Baseball under their domestic violence, et cetera, policy, that while the investigation's going on, it's not disciplinary. So he's getting service time and he's getting paid, but he's still away from the team on administrative leave while the investigations continue, both by the authorities in the Dominican Republic and then Major League Baseball is doing their own. Meanwhile, Wander's also hired attorneys in the Dominican Republic and here in the U.S. I'm happy to hear that because um, that absolutely had to happen. I know what these administrative leaves are about, and and, and it's you know it it's to gather information it's for the the player to do what he's doing which is you know attempt to answer questions and clear his name if he can and and so on and so forth i'm not sure these things turn out very often in favor of the player and 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 to that point if you're being taken off a baseball field and even though you're getting your even if though you're getting paid and that that's obviously the first thing that wonder would want to protect but you look at the Rays and sort of what they're doing, right? And they're protecting their image too. But down comes all the banners and the posters and, and the various advertising um, properties with, with his likeness on it. That's, that's, that feels more like than just administrative leave. You know what I mean? That feels like we don't want any... We don't want any part of you even represented in our organization 
for 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 the on on the chance or maybe the likelihood I don't know that you you're involved in something that's untoward as this. Well, and I I understand how you say it feels like that. I mean, as an organization, they have to figure out what happened first. But they're not. I know they do. But they're like before they even figure that out. Let's get every. And I'm not saying they're wrong, by the way. But, I, pro- I might recommend the same thing if I was their marketing guy or, or their lawyers. But you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a part of it's like, this is not a process where, you know, oh, yeah, he's just going through the thing because, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, it's, it's already but, punitive. But, but if, you left play, that, if you left all that stuff up, think of the negative PR you're going to get on that. Oh, you're going to get killed. I mean, That's why I know. He's already been convicted yeah. in the court of social media. Right. And, you know, not that that's the end all be all of anything, but. No, but those are your customers but, that are reading you know, this. There stuff. is a chance he doesn't come back this season. Well, there's a chance he doesn't chance come he back never at comes all. Back at all. But there's also a chance that he might be innocent or not guilty of these crimes. Right. And and he comes back. But without knowing, you, I mean, you, you had to take but you know the presum- But I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, you'd like the yeah. presumption of innocence, but, but that, does not, that does also not allow you the right to be a marketing tool. Right. But you know. you know, but also think of a week from now, three weeks from now, a month, whatever, whenever the investigation wraps up, and, and let's say he's guilty of all these charges, and he's suspended by baseball either for the season, a year, permanent, whatever it is, and news media comes out, everybody comes, and those billboards are still up everywhere. Like, what blowback do you get then? Like, I understand as an, as an why they're doing it. I mean, I, I'm not. Yeah, I mean, and listen, I'm not. I'm not wrapping the race, but I don't know why they're yeah. doing it. And, and, I don't and think if I was in yeah. that, if I'm in that position, I'm probably telling them, let's get rid of these now too. My point is, is that there's already look. He may be as guilty as sin, and I and we may all not dislike Wander Franco and his name for the rest of humanity. I don't know. But 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 even though he's getting paid, you've taken away baseball, and you've said you're not playing again until we figure out what this is, and that's mm-hmm. probably the right decision. Mm-hmm. Not just because the other part of this is well, what kind of focus is he going to have on a daily basis? He comes up to the plate, or you're on the road, and what are they yelling in the stands? Right, um, that doesn't help your teammates. It doesn't help your franchise. It doesn't help baseball. You know, like I understand all that. It, it's just. It's a tough thing for the Rays, and if he is, if 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 he is innocent, we don't know. But if 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 these charges are not true, um, he would have given up a lot, you know. And I still think his reputation is going to take a big hit. Um, I, I there's been guys that have gotten suspended uh, for being with minors, um, for for various you know things. Um, most of them seem to have come back to baseball at some point. Um, I don't know how this is going to go, but it's interesting to me that how quickly, you know, they can erase, <laughs> they can erase your image and everything. Like, who? Wonder what? Um, but you know what? The Rays have to progress. Their team has to continue on as if you were hurt or not available, and that's how you approach these things. And that's what they're going to do. And that's what they have to do. But it, there's, there's, there's still going to be this paw hanging over the franchise until this thing. And, and my guess is, look, we don't have much time left in this season. I'd be shocked. 
unless there were no evidence or evidence to the contrary of, of what the charges are that came forward. But I'd be really surprised if this is resolved before the season's over. Well, if if the investigation wraps up and there's no evidence or no witnesses cooperating and, and they can't charge him with anything, he's going to be reinstated immediately. Well, but we're we're already at the end of August, and yeah. how quickly do you think this investigation is going to take? Because I, I don't know. You get you're talking about two different countries. You're talking about also you have you have two problems here. You have baseball, and then you have the legal issues both mm-hmm. in the United States and the Dominican Republic. So he's he's going to have to answer to a bunch of different authorities about these same charges, but all of them might have you know. Mm-hmm. different laws, different... Well, uh, first of all, I, do we even know? Is, is there any, even anything in the U.S.? I mean, if this happened in the Dominican Republic, I don't think he's, you know, assuming there's not more or something else, I don't think there's No, anything. but baseball, baseball will get Well, it. baseball, but legally, there's no issues in the U.S. if all this happened in the Dominican Republic. Yeah, I don't know how that works. Yeah, I, I mean, you do something in another country, you can't be charged in this country for that. Now, baseball can give punishments out based on collective bargaining with the union and and their their policies and that. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're guilty of this in the Dominican Republic, baseball is going to treat it just as if you did it here. They're mm-hmm. not going to care. It's going you're going to face the same sort of sanctions and correct, stuff. But, correct. But but he's, he has, and that's why he's hired, hired attorneys both in the United States mm-hmm. and in the Dominican because he's got issues, legal issues in both countries, and now he has a. a big damn baseball issue mm-hmm. um and until he can prove his innocence or um clear his name or whatever he has to do i just think that we're at the end of august mm-hmm. there's basically a little over a month left in the season i don't think we're going to see wander franco play a game again for the Rays this year and it's very possible and and but you know the hardest part about this and, and i know mark topkin had a something at least on tampabay.com you know, the hard part right now is there's a lot of speculation and rumors or whatever you want to call it online. We don't really know what the truth is. We don't really know where the investigations are at at this point. Nope. I mean, it's possible they're well down the road and the investigation's going to wrap up in a few days. Don't know. Mm, I, I don't I don't I don't I don't get that feeling, but I don't either. But you know, like I said, it's there's a lot of speculation, a lot of you know, post on social media, et cetera, what's true, what's not. I don't think we know. Yeah. Uh, but I, 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 could I see him not playing the rest of the season? Absolutely. Even if it's, even if he's not guilty or charged by that point. Could the investigation take till October? Absolutely. Well, it's a big damn mess, and it's the Rays mess, and it's unfortunate because they're still very much, uh, you know, in, in contention for everything, including World mm-hmm. Series. 76 and 51 and oh by the way one man's bad news is another man's opportunity that's just the way it works in pro sports man it's the way it works in life too and how about this kid help me with his first name Oslavis Basabe Oslavis Basabe Oslavis Basabe had his first big league home run but not just any home run no 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 how about a grand slam as the Rays score nine runs in the eighth inning, they come from behind to win 12-4 to four over the Colorado Rockies. And they That'll, catch up a game on the Orioles who lost to the Blue Jays. Yeah, which is which is huge, right? So what are they now, two or three backs? Two still? games back is, now. Uh, two games, baby. Could still win the division. Everything is out there for them. Um, 
you know, so, but what a moment for that kid, right? And and he is essentially, correct me if I'm wrong, he's sort of here because Wander Franco is not. That is correct. Um, yeah. yeah, he was called up uh, as Wander was taking that Sunday off. Mm-hmm. And he was called up to play that game. And then after the game, Wander went on the restricted list, and Basabi's been here ever since. Yeah. So they came from behind. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, obviously Colorado is not a very good team, um, but they were in control of this game. And um, they started Zach Littell, who really didn't have a great, great outing. He, you know, five and a third, he allowed four runs, seven hits, and a walk. Um, but he's pitched pretty well prior to that in, in his five starts. Um, and so they they need you know these these are the teams you need to beat up on, and you need to continue stacking wins and series and hope that at some point the Orioles you know they they have to cool off much like the Rays had to cool off after their hot start. Mm-hmm. You figure the Orioles are going to have to have to lose a few here before long. So I I, I mean it's 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 antithetical to think that like you could lose a Wonder Franco, one of the greatest players in the league, much less one of the best players you've ever had in franchise history and still make a run at this thing, but they're not going away. They're not going to go away. There's still plenty of bats. There's still plenty of, of uh, somehow they've managed to spackle this pitching together. I mm-hmm. don't know how they're doing it. Kittrich is back. He's already starting to help them, um, you know, off, off yep. in the bullpen. It's off to a fast start for him. So they're, they're, they're just tough, man. They're just, they just, they're resilient. They've always been this. They're a bunch of, mm-hmm. uh, got a bunch of guys that are underdogs. And they're all not worried about Wander Franco. They're worried about themselves. They're going to go out there and fight like hell and try to produce and, and have a career. One surprising move the Rays made today is they designated Francisco Mejia for assignment. Yeah, Frankie, man. Frankie's done a lot for this franchise. Mm-hmm. But so, they like this Pinto guy so yeah, much, huh? So now, now you have, if you look at the Blake Snell trade, and Blake Snell's dealing this season for San Diego. Yeah, he is. Luis Patino, you traded for cash. Woof. Wolf. Francisco Mejia, you've now designated for assignment. He's gone. Cole Wilcox is pitching in Montgomery. I believe when I looked it up earlier today, two and eight with a five five something ERA. Yeah, I was gonna say who five five seven, mm-hmm. and then uh, Blake Hunt, a catcher in Durham for you, who's having an okay twelve home runs this season. I think he's batting like two sixty. Uh, I, I, defensively, I'm not sure where he's at, but mm. wow, no bueno. You you kind of got nothing for Blake Snell is what you're saying. Uh, you know, at this point, we'll see if Cole Wilcox or Blake Hunt can develop into something, and, and maybe they'll get a piece back for Francisco Mejia that'll do something. I mean, he's designated mm. for assignment now. You can trade him at this point. Okay. Um, so, you know, as many people will criticize the trade, and, you know, did they lose this trade? Yes, at this point, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But how many trades have they won? You're not going to win every trade. You hope to no. win a lot more than you lose, and the Rays typically yeah. do that. Yeah. But, you know, this is turning out to be not a good trade for the Rays. Well, and sometimes, too, I think, you know, you're trying to make the best deal you can, but teams also recognize that you're dumping salary. You're not going to pay Blake Snow. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So they kind of have you a little bit. Like, a little bit. Yeah, we've got to mm-hmm. give them some value, but they're, they have, they're, they're not keeping this cat. Like, but, they're, but typically you get, you know, typically the Rays are able to identify assets Oh sure, or players. Well, they, they usually they, be, they, they get can, over on everybody. You know, yeah. Willie Adamas in the David Price trade, or you know, even, Randy even, Rosarina in any trade. Yeah, or you know, <laughs> for Libertor, who's had yeah. a down season. He played really well against the Rays, and now Pitch he's on the IL again. I saw yeah. it today. 
So, you know, they trade Austin Meadows. They get back Isak Paredes. They make some tweaks. They help. He's sixth in the American League in OPS. Sixth this year. Well, it's crazy. Everybody um, they get plays well. Yandy Diaz. When they traded for Yandy Diaz, who, by the way, is first in batting average in the American League, second in on-base percentage, and second in OPS in the American Jesus. League. Three, four years ago when they traded for him, I think it was four years ago, tell me anybody in baseball th- saw Yandy Diaz doing that. No. No. The Ray, I don't even think the Rays saw yeah. it. And he's improved defensively every year as well. And he's mm-hmm. gone back from you know third to first. Third to, to first, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I mean, even when they traded for G-Man Choi, who thought he would be as productive as he was when they traded for him? I mean, the right. Rays have a way to find it. In the Blake Snell trade, so far, they, they, they haven't found that magic that they typically do. Right. Um, you know, and, and look, if you lose one trade over all this, okay. Yeah. Um, you know, but, you know, we'll see what they if they're able to trade Francisco Mejia or if they'll just outright cut him and he's free to sign somewhere else, so. Yeah, I like Frankie, man. He's getting some big hits for them too, and you know. But you know, it's not. It has been a while since somebody wanted to keep a Pinto and trade something else for it. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> remember, remember those cars that used to catch on fire and stuff. I mm-hmm. don't know. hope Ford is not listening because we'd love to have you as a sponsor. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, well, speaking of someone yeah. who can afford more than a Pinto, Brandon Hagel. Hey-o. For the Lightning, signs an eight-year, $52 million extension. Average annual value of $6.5 million. Now, that kicks in not this season, but next year. This year, he'll still play on his uh, $1.5 million deal. Pretty good trade, man. That kid can play. He can skate. He can play on any team. Mm-hmm. Penalty kill, power play, like, you know. They they found something there, and and that I don't know how this works like it does in the NFL. Would would this help them essentially on the salary cap? This new structure of this deal, or no? Well, I mean, matter. you're adding six and a half million next year. Uh, okay. Now Steven Stamkos's contract falls off next year, okay, which is eight and a half million, and you're expecting the cap to go up a couple million next year, I think. Okay, so um, you're dealing with next year's cap on this deal. Yes. What this, this year's what this change. really does is it locks in your core now, mm-hmm. so. Two years from now, the 2025-26 season, right. you have under contract Kucherov, Point, Sorelli, Paul, Connor Sheary, Hagel, Sergachev, and Chernak, and Vazzy. It's a hell of a core. Your core is, is locked in now for the next three seasons. That's a hell of a And, and core. actually, most of those cores locked in for the next five seasons. Yeah. Uh, now, the names I didn't say on there were Stamkos and Hedman. Sure. Stamco's contract's up next season. Hedman's after next season. So he's got this year and next. Sure. Um, now, those guys may sign, resign here. I, I would imagine the Lightning would want them to pl- sign for less. Uh, Stamco's will be, what, 34 going into next season? Hedman will be 34 when he goes into his unrestricted free agent year. So. Um, you wouldn't think those guys would get deals to the point where they'd want to leave Tampa, but you know what? The Cavier got one from Philly. Well, you know, look, I, I don't know if Alex Kalorn wanted to leave Tampa Bay. He didn't. He and, didn't. And you know, maybe maybe Tampa Bay offered him two and a half, three million a year. I, I, this is speculation. Well, well he got know. like what six or seven? He got six and a quarter. Yeah, to go to Anaheim, so, two million uh, more had... than he made, almost two million more than he made any year in Tampa Bay. And he knew he knew as much as he wanted to stay here, he he couldn't turn down that money, so he had to go. Right. 
So you wonder if that'll happen with Stamkos or or Hedman. There's always like there's always a team right that feels like you know what mm-hmm. we're one veteran defenseman away, a guy that's been to the Stanley Cup and won it. You know. Well, it'll be interesting. You know, Stephen Stamkos' contract's up at the end of the season, so they can negotiate with him now and sign him. In hockey, you can't talk. You can't negotiate a contract until you're in the last year of your deal. Mm-hmm. There's no. Re- it's, it's a very hard cap. It's not like football where you yeah. constantly renegotiate deals and kick money down the line. NHL does not work that way. Your deal is signed. That's locked in. That's why I said Hagel's deal doesn't start till next season. So this year he's still on his $1.5 million deal that he signed. So really mm-hmm. he's under contract for nine seasons now. This year yeah. and then eight, then eight in point. his deal. Yeah. Wow. Um, but Stamkos could negotiate a contract now. Will they get a deal done with him before the season? Or is it going to go to the offseason where he becomes a free agent potentially Come July one next year, uh, I would bet it goes through the season. I don't know, maybe not, but um, I, I don't. You know, the question is, what does Steven Stamkos want, and what do the Lightning value him going forward? But what would it cost the Lightning, unless besides hard feelings, perhaps if Stamkos really wants this thing done? Well, what would it cost them to see what they have at the end of the year, which might be different than what they have at the beginning of the year? Well, I mean, you know, for next season, they already have seventy five million locked up in the cap. Mm-hmm. The cap this year is eighty three and a half million. So you've got less than ten million to play if the cap does not go up at all. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're assuming the cap goes up four million, which is I think is where people expect it to next year, right? Then you've got twelve twelve and a half million to play with next year. Mm. That does uh, you're still you've only got four defensemen on the on the roster, and so you're going to have to sign a couple defensemen. Um, forward group, you're pretty good. forward group, you're bound. pretty good. Almost everyone's locked up. Okay, so you could afford Stamkos, especially if he if he would play for four or five million. You could afford that. Yeah, don't you, I mean, don't you? And maybe it's not just money with him at this point, but don't you think mm-hmm. there's some team, right? Some team that's right there on the cusp is going to go. Let's give this guy eight million dollars to play one year. You know, well, Toronto, I, look, I don't say, think. Look, whatever. I don't think he's going for one because if the Lightning offer him, let's say, four a year. It's going to be for three, four years. It's not going to be a one-year deal. Yeah. So if someone wants to pay him eight million for a year, he's not going to do that. You're going to pay him eight million for four. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, now you're yeah, talking. Now know. you're talking a real difference. And, and and granted, this is all speculation. I have no idea. You know where you know what they may want or what Stamkos even wants at this point. Yeah. Um, well, and health's a big thing. Like last year, he was probably as healthy or was as healthy as he's been ever. You know, he played, I think, every game um, or close to it. So, you know, can he can he continue on that path or will it be something that trips him up between now and when they have to do this? I don't know. Um, but we're talking hockey. Well, training camp uh, a month from now will be underway. So it's here. I mean, it's and it seems and, and it is been the longest offseason they've had in, what, three, four years. Um, and that's another thing to this. Like, I think. They probably won't be picked to win their division or their conference or go to the Stanley Cup, but you know what? I mean, start reading those names, man. Like they they got an awful lot of guys, and 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 they've replaced a lot of the guys they've lost with good good young players, and somebody's going to have to beat them to go to go. Um, and I think they're going to be their division is going to be very interesting. Yeah. So, the top teams in the division last year were Boston, Toronto. Tampa Bay, and then right. Florida was the last team in the playoffs as the second wild card. Right. 
I don't think any of those four teams got better this offseason. Okay. They all had salary cap. And, and Boston lost a couple of players to retirement, David Krejci and Patrice Bergeron. Mm-hmm. But, all, you know, the Panthers had to dump some cap. Toronto's had to make some changes as well. Ottawa, Detroit, and Buffalo are all getting better. Mm-hmm. A lot of young players growing. I mean, um, Buffalo missed the playoffs by one point last year. Mm-hmm. You know, they were one point behind t- Florida. Ottawa was right there, and so was Detroit. I think all three of those teams got better this offseason. Mm. So seven of the eight teams in the division, I think, are all going to be com- legitimately competing for playoff spots. And the top three in your division make it. And then there's two wild card spots in the conference that, depending on how the Metro and Atlantic divisions play out. But it's gonna. I think it's going to be a tough division this year because I, I think the top teams didn't get better in the – I mean, I, I do, definitely don't expect Boston to repeat 65 wins that they had last year. Yeah, that's hard to do, yeah. Uh, but I don't think Toronto's better. I, I don't think the Lightning are better on paper, although rest could be a huge factor for this team. And I, I don't, you know, I don't know if Florida's better, although the experience of the Cup and all that may help too. But they right, have- look, it all comes down. I mean, to me, it's rest and 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 not mm-hmm. just rest, but rest for Vasilevsky. How how good is he going to be? Is he going to hit that proverbial wall like he said he did after about thirty something games a year ago? Or, or is his training regimen and, and just finally getting a break after three years going to be a big difference? I mean, you know, he's a monster. And as long as that guy's in net, there's no one that you, he, they can't beat. So this will be – I think I, I think it's bad. You never want to lose and you don't want to lose in the first round. This team needed this. This team needed an offseason. They needed to get healed, you know. And they've got some older players. And – it's going to be anxious. It's going to be interesting to see just how they how they feel, how they respond to this time, and guys able to actually not just heal up, but actually train, you know, and 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 prepare their bodies as opposed to just let me see if I can recover. And I think you know? the mental rest is going to be huge. That's the biggest thing, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the biggest thing. I mean, Vasilevsky talked about that. You know, it's yeah, it's the mental rest that they had this off season. Yeah, I think even get away from the, the game, physical, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. Just be able to re- recharge, and, and I mean that's good for everybody. And and you know, refine your, rediscover your love for it. And but you can't. I mean, the grind of playoffs and the pressure, and it's got to get to you, you know. But that's why so few teams are able to do what they did. Um, and and I still think that they're going to be really, really good. So mm-hmm. we're talking hockey, man. <laughs> we're talking hockey. Yeah, we're getting and we're getting set to that point where you know, late September, you got preseason hockey, you got. Pennant Chase baseball and oh, football's yeah. underway. College football is what about a week and a half away. Well, this Saturday you got Notre Dame Navy among a handful of other games. It's their week zero, right? Is yes. that what they call it? Yes. Yeah. So I mean, we're we are now three days away from college football. I mean, there's no more Saturdays this year without football. Football that, that counts. That, that counts. That's awesome. That is just awesome. Yeah. My my good friend Joe Montana, and yes, count him as a friend. I know you guys probably don't believe that, but it's true. He's headed out to Ireland. Because that's where Notre Dame is going, and of course he has that great endorsement deal with Guinness. Yeah, well. <laughs> so, what's better than Notre Dame football and Guinness Stout, right? Um, so yeah, they're playing. Uh, they're playing over there in Ireland. I think Dan Patrick's show is going over there as well. Okay, nice. Uh, so if you listen to that uh, locally, you'll enjoy that. What are we? We should do a poll. When the, or, or like a pool, or a poll, a pool. When's the next time I will appear on Dan Patrick? <laughs> when, when when is hell gonna freeze over? <laughs> well, it's about ninety eight degrees now, um, so could be a while. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. When's the next frost going to hit my window is what you're saying. It would take a, uh, it, it would take probably a, a Seattle like run, right? Like a, you know, a Geno Smith, like we didn't see nah. this coming. Nah, no, even, even then still wouldn't get on. No, I don't. Uh, and they're going to the buck bucks. Who, who? Tampa oh, come Bay? on. What? I mean, they're going to look, they're going to have a Monday night game against Philadelphia. If they're two and oh, just saying they, if they upset Minnesota and win the home, home opener at Chicago and then playing the Eagles on Monday night football. I think he had a shot to get on Rich Eisen show first. <laughs> For sure. Rich has promised me he's not going to forgive me. So Dan, I'm not so sure about it. I think Dan, I think we said our goodbyes the last time. Yeah, they had I'm you on speed sure. dial for three years. I mean, oh uh, yeah, I was. I, look, I was talking to him in airports. Me and Fritzy were like on a texting basis. But hey, that's the way it goes when the goat leaves town. But now you got the baker. Let Baker bake. By the way, I don't know if that's a great phrase these days. Like, let's get baked or whatever. Like, that's not necessarily you know, that that has other connotations. But yeah, well, it's, it's illegal everywhere now, or a lot of places. So. <laughs> well, yeah, it is. But I'm just saying, <laughs> hey man, let's bake. No, no. Let's let Baker play football. But, uh, yeah, it's hey, we'll see if the little guy can do it, man. I mean, hey, he's getting a great opportunity. I know there's a lot of talent around him. He was throwing some dimes out there in practice. I'm just saying he threw a deep ball to, to Godwin, hit him in stride. Like, he's got a good arm, played a lot of football. He's motivated, always motivated. And he knows there's still enough – pedigree and, and champions on his team that he can do some stuff with if they have mm-hmm. luck with the, the offensive line and mm-hmm. we're going to see them we're going to see them on on Saturday that you're finally going to see the starting offensive line Tristan Wirfs and Matt Filer and, um, okay you're well, not, not going to see Ryan Jensen, Jensen. Yeah. you're not going to see him in fact I I've given up on Jensen um, from the standpoint of like, I'm sorry but if you can't go to practice he was standing around out there in a sweatshirt today eventually but like if you can't practice and we're what, a couple weeks away from the opener and you've not done anything team-wise and you had a little bit of one-on-one stuff and then you've shut it down and they couldn't put you on a plane in New York because it would be bad for your knee. And, yeah, I I think we're headed towards a possible PUP or maybe even an IR. I don't know. Um, but, but things are clearly not moving, not in the right direction, but in the wrong direction is where they're going. Um, and so that's unfortunate. So Robert Hainsey and or Nick Leverett are probably likely going to be your starting center. And um, But they'll be together Saturday night. We'll get to the offensive line for the first time. Baker Mayfield, of course, playing quarterback. Uh, Rashad White hasn't played. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, they'll be on the field. I don't know for how long. They're saying a half, but it could be less than that. It probably won't be more than that. Um, it may depend just, on how well they play. Yeah, how they do. If they go down the field, look, if you go down the field and kick a field goal or score a touchdown and you look good, there's no reason to push it at that point. You just want to give these guys some game action, right? Some speed. Mm-hmm. You'd like for Baker to have a guy knock him to the ground, quite frankly, not not hurt him, but like get in his face and be able to contact him a little bit and get those get those first hits and jitters out of the way, and then it's just football for the rest of the year. But um, you certainly want to protect them too. I don't know what's happened in preseason. It's like they took away one game, not four, but these teams are all acting like, Ooh, we can't play anybody. We can't. No, 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 no. Don't put anybody out there. Like, you guys do realize that they're going to be playing tackle football in a couple of weeks, and, and a lot of most of the league, the dudes that actually play, will have not been on the field since, I don't know, last January. It's got to be a hard thing to do, man. It's like, oh, well, now we're going to play. 
you know, when it's been touch football or, you know, um, controlled scrimmages and these sort of things that have been going on around the league, but no one's actually taking a guy to the ground. Um, that's why early in the season you're going to see a lot of missed tackles. You're going to see special teams plays, some kick returns for touchdowns. There's always these sort of things that happen because, frankly, no one's been tackling anybody and, and, and the tackling's bad and the fits are bad. And, you know, so that I, I always say this, Doug, don't get crazy if your team starts out three and four. You know, every year Tony Dungy's team started out three and four, you know, or, or John Gruden's. And and they would catch stride. And it's a team that gets hot. That's you got you got to win games while you're not playing very well. You have to stay in it. But then at some point you want to start hitting that that stride and putting a bunch of wins together, and then start to separate in November and December. And that's usually what happens. But um, so yeah, I, I'm not going to get too crazy. But the first four games, you can certainly fall out of it if you don't get that first win. The first win is always the hardest one. Because then you're just chasing it each week. When they, they're owing this, they're owing that, and so you never want to be in that position. But um, but they they just got to hang in there, and then you know as they get into October, November, hope that they they catch stride. So it's gonna be an interesting year. But you know, we'll uh, we'll give it all to you here. We had a mailbag question about Baker. We're, we're gonna get to those um, probably later in the week. You can send in your mailbag questions. We had a couple the other night with Derek Sharp when he was in. Uh, but you can do that on uh, Twitter at SportsDayTB. You can reach me on Twitter at NFL Stroud. My email address is rstroudtampabay.com. Bucks are back in action, uh, preparing this time for their Saturday final preseason game against the Ravens. And the Rays, uh, after this emotional win that they had against the Rockies, will take them on again. So we'll have plenty to talk about tomorrow as well. we got college football coming up. I'm sure we'll try to get Mac Baker sometime this week. Anyway, lots going on. Thanks for listening. For Steve Versick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody.